rocking with WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Got it? I said you've got it. That's what I thought. Now beat it, punk. I'm T. Hetzel. You've got Living Writers on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. And today I'm so pleased to have here in the studio Jeremy Wheeler and Christopher Taylor. I should say artist Jeremy Wheeler and candidate for mayor Christopher Taylor. Um, Jeremy, Chris, welcome to Living Writers. Thanks so much. We're deli- I'm delighted to be here. And, and, As am I. <laughs> and speaking for you already, Jeremy, we're delighted to be here. Just oh. direct all of my questions to There you go, exactly. <laughs> Just to remind everyone, there are three people here in the studio and text behind the glass. So, Chris, we're going to rein you in. All right, sounds good. <laughs> um, but but the occasion of us gathering here is this, um, this, this, this comic that we'll get to in just a moment mm-hmm. that, Jeremy, you created. Um, but first, um, do you mind telling us of each you know each of you about when you first came to Ann Arbor your relationship to Ann Arbor uh, Chris would you like to go sure I'd be, be happy to uh, I came to Ann Arbor like so many of us uh, did uh, for college uh, here at the university I came here in 1985 uh, to the music school uh, and uh, I came uh, as a, a vocal performance major so as an aspiring uh, opera singer and uh, you know like many uh, many aspiring opera singers I'm now a lawyer uh, it, it does happen. Uh, and uh, I went to the University of Michigan Law School and uh, along the way also got a degree from LSNA and a degree uh, in the history department, a master's there in American history, American legal history, uh, and then went to the law school uh, on, on account of that. Uh, and I, uh, I'm a lawyer. Like, like I said, I work at Hooper Hathaway, which is a, an Ann Arbor law firm uh, right on Main Street and uh, in, in Washington. I mean, that is almost too too perfect isn't it like on main street yeah it's, it's kind of cute <laughs> it's a great it's a great place to work and it's a great place to be and you came to for school and you just did you have any idea you would stay uh you know uh not really uh you know i, I came to uh ann arbor for the music school I, I i hadn't had any experience with the city before uh ended up marrying a townie uh and uh, we actually we live on the same block where she grew up uh and her parents still live there and my parents moved to ann arbor back in 2000 uh, and uh, we all we all live on the same block now, and it's uh, it's pretty cozy. And did you move away and then come back? Yes, you're you're very well briefed. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, for uh, for five Was years it in Boston. <laughs> Gasp! <laughs> Imagine. Uh, yeah, for five years we were in Boston, um, and uh, but uh, but we came back in 2002, uh, and it's uh, it's been great. We've been delighted to be here. 
Oh, so your your parents actually beat you back? They did. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. They, okay. they, moved, <laughs> they wanted. Jeremy's uncovering some facts here. <laughs> that's right. It's all, it all, down. It's all, getting, it's all clear now. Yeah, he does have a little red book. Everyone, Jeremy has a red book. So many notes. <laughs> they uh, you know, they had visited me for years. Has been you know my my twelve years at the university. So they'd been coming back and forth, and grew to really love the town and wanted to retire to a a, a college city. Uh, a place where you know you could uh, you could age in place, where you could get around, where there are things uh, going on, but it was manageable, uh, and it was uh, it was a great fit for them. And when you left, did you did you have this idea that you'd want to return? Then? Uh, no, the, no, we didn't. The... We had no idea, uh, and it, you know it wasn't really. Um, the impetus for coming back was uh, was was sort of fortuitous. Uh, we. Uh, uh, I had a you know a, a, a relative and uh, not exactly a relative but a, you know a relative twice removed uh, by marriage in the uh, in the general counsel's office at the time while we were in Boston, and they were going through a job search and they weren't getting all the candidates that they thought they were looking for and, and she wondered hmm maybe uh, maybe Christopher would be interested so uh, you, you're not exactly right for the job but that, would you be interested and so that got us thinking well would we like to uh, move back to Ann Arbor and you know we came to the conclusion yes absolutely we uh, Boston. Great, and we had friends there and good jobs, but it just wasn't home in the way that uh, Ann Arbor, uh, you know, still was at the time, even though we were gone. And so we, uh, you know, I came back and applied for the job, uh, and you know, got to the finalist stage. But then, you know, imagine they gave it to someone who knew what they were doing, because uh, you know, by that time I was still like a four-year lawyer, and so they gave it to someone with experience and knowledge and expertise uh, rather than a, a project. And so uh, that got us, you know, think, well, you know, we really do want to be back in Ann Arbor. And so we made the move uh, and I looked around for a job and found one. And uh, the rest is that. This is this is great. I feel like it's pretty good. Yes. No. Yeah, it's and and I yeah, I can almost imagine the, the comic of, of that. Oh, there you go. It's like, should we move back? <laughs> Question mark. Light bulb. Oh, maybe we should. <laughs> when you write your biography. I'll, that, that, yeah, it's fair enough. Pages. Thanks a lot, man. So, Jeremy, so yeah. was it 14 years ago? That, 14 years ago. 14 yeah. years ago yeah. today. 14 years ago. <laughs> he returned. Or no, he, wait, did you return? Did you first come to? What brought you here? I'm kind of unique in that I have nothing to do with the school system. Um, I went to uh, art school in Pittsburgh at the Art Institute of Pittsburgh. I moved back to Grand Rapids, which is where I was in high school and junior high. And uh, I was living in Grand Rapids and needed uh, needed a change. And so uh, two of my friends and I came to Ann Arbor because anytime we drove across the state to Detroit, we would always stop in Ann Arbor. We'd eat and we'd buy records and all this kind of stuff. And we just loved Ann Arbor. We loved the the vibrancy. We loved how safe it was. We loved just, uh, you know, the, how much how much youth was here. You know, it had everything that Grand Rapids didn't at the time. Um, and so we moved here and I started working in a Kinko's. Then I worked at a Harmony House on State Street that is not there anymore. Then I started... Um, working for the All Media Guide, and I worked there for 12 years, and I uh, worked in the movie department. I was a movie reviewer and worked on the database. We started, uh, when I started working there, we were downtown. The business was downtown, kitty corner from the post office. And then um, the company needed more space, couldn't find it in downtown, so we moved out behind Myers off of Celine. And so I kind of got Ooh. that experience of what it was like to work downtown and how great it was and vibrancy and being able to walk to work. And then I found out what it was like to work in a business park. And the the one 
good thing about being out there was Zingerman's uh, bakery was out there. So the bakehouse was out there. So I, I, I ate a lot of soup yeah, and I got to enjoy uh, – a lot of their bread and stuff like that. Um, and, and, when, then, and were you also drawing all this time? And all this time I was... And, cre- and, and you started The Bang? Uh, yeah, all this time I was drawing right after I started working at AMG. I started The Bang with um, Jason Gibner, a, another local artist who actually moved here from Grand Rapids with me. And uh, so we started The Bang in East Quad, and, um, and then we moved it to The Blind Pig year after. Uh, next month we celebrate our 13-year anniversary We've done lucky number thirteen. <laughs> right, That's the best. Um, we've <laughs> done. I don't. I. I have to. I have to like count all of them again. But I think we've done over a hundred and thirty parties. And uh, our parties aren't just like dance parties. We we build sets. We have. We decorate the whole place. Serious themes. There are there are serious themes somehow. <laughs> I mean themes. non-serious. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> we, take very, we take it very serious. Yes. Tonight we are yes going to cure world hunger. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, you take every theme very seriously. Right. And right. So does everyone who comes. Yeah. 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 You know. You they, are a community organizer. I am. I am. I guess I am. Um. And so so I've been doing the bangs. And then a year and a half ago, I uh, split away from AMG, which is now owned by Rovi, and uh, I started going uh, freelance. So I do half freelance art, and then I work for VG Kids, the silkscreen company in Ypsilanti, who print all of CBN's posters, or our posters and t-shirts, t-shirts yeah. 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 Um, and uh, and so, so other than that, uh, and in the meantime, I've worked with Volta Midnight. I've, I created their branding. We won the Eisner Award together for best comic book shop in the world, uh, I think in 2010, maybe. Um, wow. And since then, worked with... 826 Michigan, worked with the Michigan Theater, worked with uh, Ann Arbor Film Festival. The library. The library. The um, LSNA. Does that mean for them? Yep. My my wife, Mariah Charum, works for the library and uh, love the library, doing some amazing stuff at the library. And uh, so, yeah, I got my hands in a lot of little cookie jars around here. Um, But, yeah, so I guess that's me. And you guys have a dog who smokes a pipe. <laughs> that we know that wow. from well we done. know that from the comic editorial. My from, dog Sparky and, Coupon. <laughs> and, and Chris, you have two kids who are in middle school. Uh, uh, my one just started high school. So oh, oh, oh! Forgive me. Right. No, no, everyone's <laughs> listening. To I think when 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 the when the bio was written, oh, okay. it, was, it was all true. But you know, they, they, these kids they grow up. So I have a they, kid in seventh grade and a kid in ninth growing. grade. I know. Yeah, we just. We just had a measure off uh, the other day, and my my daughter is still just a hair shorter than my wife, my twelve year old daughter. So that's all good. Uh, my boy was telling everybody, telling us he was six three. He's fourteen, but uh, he's still in the six two range. So we, we had to, we, we had to put him in his place. He's wearing his Doc Martens, though. That's exactly right. I, yeah, How they, tall are you? Uh, I'm six six. Yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you Even are. sitting down, Chris sitting is towering down over us. <laughs> I know another uh, yeah. uh, former opera singer yes. uh, man, and he's also quite tall as well so maybe there's something i don't something know to do with that I mean, who knows who yeah. could possibly say with the pipes yeah. yeah well and we we are gathered here today to sound like a prince song right or some, yeah. take my hand I love you. i've always loved you this is all a ploy from to the get moment us together. we met exactly 10 minutes ago 
<laughs> I was so not in on this, folks. <laughs> but, but on the occasion of of this this comic editorial sure. ed- editorial that Jeremy has created, um, and it's the future of Ann Arbor. Exclamation mark! A comic editorial by Jeremy Wheeler and um, and everyone. It's available on the AnnMag.com. So at the Ann has published this, and you can um, I don't know if you're if you're not driving your car or or so or riding an exercise bike as all living writers listeners do as we know. <laughs> now. Um, you could you can bring this up and take a look at it while we're talking about it because we're going to take a short break and when we come back. Um, we're going to take a look at this this comic and um, and maybe Jeremy you'll tell us why this comic now. Sure. Okay. All right. You've got living writers. Oh, I should say Jeremy has picked the songs for today. Um, so Tex has got something queued up for us. I'm T Hetzel. Today Jeremy Wheeler is here. Christopher Taylor on Living Writers. We'll be right back. If you're just tuning in, glad you did. You've got Living Writers. I'm T. Hetzel. Today, Christopher Taylor is here and Jeremy Wheeler. Um, we were just talking about the Anne um, and the AnnMag.com. Um, but you can get hard copies around town, because, <laughs> which is such a glorious thing. Where Do you know where you can pick these up? Like, where are... Where- can you swoop these up? Does I believe that there are gentlemen? still copies available at the at the library, the main branch downtown, um, and there sh- there might still be some copies available at Vault of Midnight downtown as well. Oh, I've heard that there um, that there are also stacks around the university as well. I've heard the Ooh. business school has some and uh, some other places. So uh, so yeah, they're still out there. And if anybody needs one, I'm they gonna should actually... contact me. Oh, really? Okay. Maybe. Because I would like to teach this and 
my next composing with images class. So <laughs> okay, anyway, good. so we'll talk. We'll talk <laughs> later. Right. So, but about this comic, I'm wondering this comic editorial, uh-huh. um, Jeremy, did, was it something that you were already, cause you talked when we were off air about working, like you work in quiet when you start working, it's pretty intense. Was this something that you were already drawing or was this an idea that, that the Anne came to you with, or did you pitch it to them and then draw it? Like what was, how did this come to be this this comic editorial the and uh, approached me they really wanted to come up with a a graphic editorial to go in their october issue but they um they didn't did they know what the editorial they did not they was... they, they kind of left it up to me and they were they pretty much said well we don't want you to do anything that you don't care about and that you don't mm. feel strongly about and is there anything in ann arbor that you feel like you have something to say and, you know, ideas were floated out, but some of them had to do with, you know, just the university and stuff like that. And I exist in a sphere of Ann Arbor that really doesn't have much to do with the university. You know, as far as well, I we entertain the youth of the university, but I exist within like a towny sphere. And um, and the thing I'm a homeowner. I live in Water Hill. Um, I. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm 37 now. I'm pretty sure I'm 37. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to do the math as know, it right? goes on, isn't uh, it? Yeah. So, um, so obviously, you know, I'm I'm becoming a little bit more civic minded, and I really want to know what Ann Arbor has in store for me, for me and my community, um, and my community of you know the working class, the serving class of Ann Arbor, and um, it's uh, it's. Often um, a group of people that aren't really talked about. Um, we're not alumni. We're probably part of the 18% of Ann Arbor that um, don't have a bachelor's degree or up, you know. Um, so I felt like it, this would be a good way to talk about, you know, my you know fears and hopes about the town as well as opening up people's eyes to, hey, there's a whole creative class in Ann Arbor and – we're young, but we actually are getting older, and some of us are still here. Many have left, and but some of those people... The culture drain. Yeah, the cultural drain, you know, and, and some of those people, actually more than a few of those people say, oh, well, I'd love to come back to Ann Arbor. But, you know, we are looking at a reality right now of, you know, maybe Ann Arbor won't be too much of a home for them when they come back if... You know, uh, there's no affordable housing. And, you know, if, you know, there's so many things that they would be drawn to. And if we still keep on going on this path that we're going, you know, maybe it won't be the, you know, the kind of town that they want to come back to. Well, and in your your comic character yourself, Mm -hmm. like who is the the, you're the star, you're the narrator (laughs) that take us through the journey here. Yeah. which is kind of hilarious because we start in the opening panels where it looks like you're a modern day Mr. Rogers, right? <laughs> Except you're putting you that. like with the hoodie, yeah. <laughs> and um, and so yeah. Anyway, really, really nice. Um, and by but by the end, I think your character is saying this is not a town that I could move to because you tell the story of coming to mm-hmm. Ann Arbor, and you're like, well, if it, if it were me coming now, maybe I couldn't stay. Yeah, this wouldn't be a town I could come to and you're someone who values this community yeah. and you contribute to it yeah well and even as a homeowner you know uh, my wife and i got in at just the right time to buy in before water hill was actually deemed water hill and um 
<laughs> and uh, and so you know we feel you know you know we were so thankful that we actually bought when we did. And if we were on the market right now, we would not be able to buy anywhere near downtown. Especially, yeah, in town. I mean, that's just the way that it is. And we know how we know the benefits of living downtown now, and we know the sense of community of how, what it feels like to live close to the regional communities that you encounter. And, you know, that's so very special. And I feel like more people should more of my peers and even people that we don't, I don't even know. I feel like I wish that they would be able to um, enjoy that and experience that. And I don't know if they can right now. So, and wouldn't that make the community more vibrant as a- well? Absolutely, absolutely. Because you know the the you know Ann Arbor exists under the shadow of the university. I mean, kind of. Uh, and there's a lot of alumni here and stuff like that. But there's there's also this you know smaller population that provides the edge to the town, and we need to keep that. And um, and, and it's so, part of the myth, isn't it? Like from the 60s, Ann Arbor, like right. what, what Ann Arbor is and right. that, you know, and now there's like the five guys instead of shaman drum. I always have to look away. Right. right. That's, yeah. a, it's a, that's a pretty a pretty sore spot right there, isn't it? Yeah, it it's is. Tr- it's true, but I, I, I do love five yeah, guys. Yeah, five guys. It's awesome. <laughs> it's so somewhere good. What about Blimpy Bird? Just get, right. Okay. What right. was your, when, when did you see this, Chris, um, the comic editorial? Um, and what did what were your first impressions? Yeah, I mean, well, I saw it. Uh, you know, we get we get the paper, uh, and so you know, I saw it on I saw it on the Sunday it came out, uh, and you know, it raises just so many good questions about what kind of city we have and what kind of city we're we're uh, we're turning into, uh, but not in a sinister way. Um, and it certainly didn't come across like that. But you know, the um, you know successful cities evolve, and you know, the question is how are we going to evolve, and you know, what are we going to uh, try to make sure that we uh, we we record that? What are we going to make sure? to recognize has value uh, that, you know, isn't really, um, you know, monetizable. You know, there's some aspect of the, of the character of the place that's uh, being identified in the piece. And, uh, you know, how can we work on finding a balance between, you know, the uh, the way that the market will go on its own uh, and the way that, you know, if there's an opportunity for us to, to, to channel those forces, how can we do so? And so when you read it, the comic, were you like, right on? Or were you like, hallelujah, someone's starting a conversation here? Or were you like... Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I think the, these are... Who is the city? <laughs> I think he lives in Let me get Water him. Hill. No, I'm definitely going knock to not knock on his when door. I'm canvassing, yeah. Holy cats. No, I mean, these are all, like, so many good questions were raised in the piece about, you know, what, you know, and, and, and you know, earnest observations about uh, about yeah. challenges that, that face us, but also, uh, you know, from, you know, uh, from someone who, you know, has been involved in city government for a little while and, and generally supportive of, of how the city, you know, has been um uh you know how city government has been operating uh some some honest recognitions about good things that have been going on so is i think uh it's great to find that balance between uh um, a, a an earnest sort of uh, an optimistic concern about the future, if you will. Right. right. Question, it's a not, questioning. Yeah. It's not right. without, it's not without a, pessimism or right. negativity. And, right. you know, finding an ability, you know, it, it, that's a hard that's a hard one to find. That's a hard mix to, to make. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I often say celebrate, don't hate um, because, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, the, it's it's far too easy to just gripe about everything. It's right. far too easy to just to get you know, so angry at you know, a business that you don't even go to anymore that that, you know, crumbles or something like that you know and then just 
jump to conclusions about, you know, oh, what does this town mean now? It's, uh, you know, oh, woe is Ann Arbor, you know. But But how do we save maybe some of these places that are, for example, like let's maybe like on the business level, like Mm -hmm. getting priced out, like on State Street alone, there used to be a camera shop. Now it's a 7-Eleven. There used to be Shaman Drum. Now it's some people are happy for hamburgers. Uh, Five guys, (laughs) you know. Um, And so but this is like up and up and down all of our 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 main corridors um and so when like where like what about west side bookshop or other bookshops where you think god this is sort of a historic business um how do how do we make sure that jay could stay there for example right you know it just because it seems like that adds depths and layers to our community yeah, I mean, just by it, being there, it's true. Having I mean, typewriters there, and yeah, and and and, and vintage posters in the window, or or, yes. or who knows what. Yeah, the Edward Curtis photos of Native Americans, like a whole collection in the back room, discoveries and surprises, you know, like real things. Right. Not that people don't need a Seven Eleven or a CVS. Yeah, but, but you don't, you don't say you... you don't you know you don't move to a place because of Seven Eleven. You don't stay there because of Seven uh, Eleven. And you're not made more human no, by it. No, hardly. And like, like, well, and it's part of the culture. Slurpee. It's 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 part of the makeup of Ann Arbor. I mean, there, there's always you know those unique places that uh, that even if you don't go to them, even if even if you're not a customer, it's great that they're there. Yes. <laughs> um, and you want to you want to protect that because it's part of why. You know, it's a it's a little bit of why you've come here or stayed here and right. stuff like that. The thing that really that I, I have no answers for this, but, you know, the fact that all these buildings are getting sold and then as soon as they're sold, the taxes are, you know, reassessed. And then the only people who can, you know, rent out the space is a chain or is, you know, like a bigger business. And I think that that's like immediately that's like a cause and effect that's going on right now. And so... You know, I so I wonder if there's a way to talk to the some of the existing business owners and see, hey, instead of selling the building, how about we get you in touch with some of these people who might have good ideas about what what's going in? I mean, um, so so yeah, that's kind of like one thing that just keeps on rattling around in my brain. What do you think, Chris? Because with, with this idea of like the taxes being levied, like you know, could could that even be changed? Like when a building, I I don't know. Sure, uh, the um uh, the taxes associated with a building are are uh, are uncapped when a building is sold uh and so that's a that's a state function and oh, so you know, then that's it not, just changes yeah that's not, not something we can can address so but so uh, your but idea also say, then jeremy of trying to form some sort of i don't know how, yeah well what were you gonna yeah, say? yeah, no, yeah keep no, on going <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I want to hear what you have to say yeah i mean well unfortunately there's no awesome answer to this right uh <laughs> the uh the the purchase of a building, uh, it, you know, creates all sorts of you know increased costs. It increase uh, there's an increase in tax costs, and the building itself was purchased, you know, for whatever the uh, the property owner, uh, you know, was able to wring out of the purchaser. Right. And, and so, you know, that those are uh, those are costs that the new owner is going to want to push down to whatever tenant they're going to be able to find. Exactly. I think it's important to uh, to do what we can to communicate to existing property owners how important it is that the the downtown maintain a, a diversity of, of businesses and and, and residents yes. and to new owners as well because uh you know it has uh you know it, it has a feel to it, it has a charm to it and if it's lost then you know they'll lose too right i should say also that i think that um you know down the downtown changes and you know uh, drake's isn't there anymore and uh although you know uh, uh you know we all you know we we mourn for drake's it also was from of, of honestly another era 
Uh, and you know, new things pop up. Fourth Avenue, for example, you know, there, there used to be more retail on Main Street, although there's still a healthy amount. Uh, but you know, retail is expanding on on Fourth. Uh, there are places where uh, where 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 change happens, and it's uh, it's just part of a, a cycle of the city. And some of the change um, is you feel like is is a like has been a bad thing. Like I think on your your website, Chris, you have like a, is it. 413 Huron or oh, something. Oh, yeah. So, like, where you say this is an example of something that... That we messed up. And and how can we change? Right, exactly. Well, you know... The, the legislative, like, even to make some sort of change in how things are... I don't know, like, the some of the rules. It's the so yeah, like they, the bad zoning. That's, that's yeah, it. Yeah, Thank you. The, the zoning. Sure. The rules. That was yeah. so... Oh, uh, you know, rules. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> change the rules. We'll, get, we'll work on those rules. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the 413 East Huron property was a... Was a um, uh, proposed to council and approved by council because, uh, for the simple reason, it, it met our zoning to the letter. Uh, the zoning is the sort of the the, the general um, restrictions that the city puts on buildings and uses in particular geographic areas. And we had established a set of rules for those parcels. And uh, we had actually thought about it pretty carefully, but not not pretty well. And I was on council, so this is part of you know this is partly my bad too. Uh, the developer property owner came to us with a proposal that met the zoning, and it was our legal obligation to approve it. Uh, failure to do so would have been walking into a you know an eight-figure lawsuit uh, that's sure to lose and for the city. Yeah, exactly, and uh, and and that's not awesome. You know, I'm I'm a lawyer, and lawsuits don't scare me, but uh, <laughs> but losing lawsuits scares me. Uh, so what we need to do is make sure that you know we don't make that mistake again. That our zoning uh, is um, is uh, you know more consistent with our, our values. That it encourages you know better buildings. Uh, right now, the way that we have it, uh, you know, you'll notice a lot of the new buildings are are blocky and chunky. Uh, there's not a lot of incentive for um, you know for airiness. There's not a lot of incentive for uh, you know you know a, a little bit of pretty height to it. Um, we need to do what we can to work on that. And so those are some things that you believe in. I yeah, mean, and I'd like to see I'd like to see those changes. Those changes are it's it's slow and it's uh, it's governmenty and miserable in its own way. Well, uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, but, the, but, it, but it needs to happen. I and think. the fact that some people are bidding on the air above existing yes. businesses blows my mind. And just walking around Ann Arbor, it's so crazy how Ann Arbor is two to three story city, you know, for the most part. And but Not now we're changing. Yeah, yeah. Right. so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty well, it, interesting. It is, it is. I like, and I like Jeremy's idea and the the comic about the parks on top of buildings too. Yeah. They could have, oh, yeah. you know, a, yeah. a city park on top of a building. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> so today on Living Writers, Christopher Taylor is here. Jeremy Wheeler. Um, we've been looking at Anne Mag's uh, comic by Jeremy, um, and we'll take a short break, and we'll be right back. I don't know.
Welcome back. You've got Living Writers. I'm T. Hetzel today. Christopher Taylor is here. Jeremy Wheeler. We're talking about Ann Arbor, its future. Um, we're looking at comics. Well, a very special comic editorial it's, it's about special. the future of Ann Arbor. <laughs> <laughs> It's got a dog smoking a pipe and a, a cartoon uh, Jeremy eating a Zingerman sandwich um, and canoeing on the Huron at a certain point when the he's Huron. talking about. Yeah, yeah right. It's totally. really great. Yeah. Waterfront property. Yes. So what about developing that part to put cafes near Amtrak or so or, or other businesses where are we with that they're cleaning up the site yeah uh, DTE's the DTE property there uh -huh. is uh, in the process of being cleaned up I know there are discussions and you know between city and DTE over have been over time mm -hmm. uh, DTE is concerning what to do with it right now right. and you know I, I hope that we get to a place where it can have a, um, a a really you know useful and beautiful public function yeah because you think about and you think about the the downtown area some people want to say only main street is downtown but no. you know really the downtown yeah, yeah. area of ann arbor you know and and to to keep it vibrant and to take some of the you know the the pressure off of you know this i don't know how many square block area you know it would be great if there were walkable places that were around surrounding the area and really we don't have much of that you know we have we have kind of barriers that don't really have too much too many other walkable uh you know, um, human scale businesses that people would want to go to. And that's actually the Huron, that whole area is actually, it's walkable. It's right there. You know, then there's the, 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 the lower, the lower town. Oh yeah. You know, that, that is, you know, another place that's actually walkable. That could be something, you know? So uh, it, it's, it's interesting to kind of just look at Ann Arbor and look at, What's still available? What's, you know, you know, north of downtown, we have the stadium, you know, west of downtown, we have housing, you know, uh, east of downtown, you know, we, we have like kind of more housing, right. you know, but, but, uh, did I say north you of said, downtown? You said, you, you, right, you, you north and south, south but <laughs> I'm rolling, yeah, I'm rolling with you, baby. Stadium. Just keep going. North of downtown, you know, there's possibilities. Yeah. And so like, that's, that's pretty interesting to think about that and to like, think about, well, actually, as a city, we have waterfront property that we haven't really done anything with. Um, so that's pretty interesting, too. You know, so yeah, I mean, Bandemir Park is a beautiful place. And, right. Uh, and, you know, we've done the Cascades are a new mm -hmm. addition, of course. And, you know, I think it has been it's been tremendously successful. And if we could figure out how to uh, how to you know continue on, uh, you know, augmenting that part of the city, I think that'd be great for everyone. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, North Maine is just, uh, uh, you know, there's, um, you know, North Maine has a lot of challenges to it. And, yeah. uh, you know, hopefully we'll, you know, over over the long course of time, uh, be able to do something about that. There's a lot of state interface, un uh, mm. unfortunately, and not a lot of uh, uh, geography to play with. And it, that's those are the challenges. Those are some of the main challenges. Those, those are some of the main challenges over there. Because it is interesting because it's one of the main um, arterials and from... 14 or so, right? Or 20, yeah, 23 so, and 14, so exactly. So when you're coming into town sometimes, right. it's an interesting first... Um, if by interesting you mean lousy, then <laughs> then, <laughs> then, then yes. What's happening beyond those lotus walls? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lotus is pretty awesome, yeah. but uh, but, it, but, but I love the, the it stone just piles and yeah. There's Ann Arbor still like manages to to put, show itself there. Yeah. But it, it is it is uh, it is not the glorious gateway to the city that we uh, we wish we had there. Absolutely, and uh, you know over time I hope I'm you know I'm hoping we can do something there. It's interesting. Did you say that? 
DTE is the one that's controlling some of the property by the river? Uh, yes. Is that? Uh, just, just below the dam. Uh, they, yes. ha- they, uh, they had some property there, and it's um, you know, uh, no longer utilized for business purposes. And so we're you know, hoping that uh, oh, over the course funny. of time there can be some public use made of the site. So and it's then, kind of on the other side of the Amtrak station. I see. And what about the property in front of the Gandhi Dancer, too, then? Those, that sort of strip that's across, like you go across the railroad tracks, and then there's... Because... It, that also seems like it, it's available exactly. as well. But maybe that's DTE as well. Exactly. Or it, yeah, because it's a strange. I think as an outsider moving to Ann Arbor in 2005, I thought, well, I must find the river and I'll go walk my dog there. Right. <laughs> and I just remember it was quite a long walk from where I lived to get there. Right. And then and that's where I went to the area by the Amtrak. And I just thought, oh, God, this can't be the river. Right. You know, it just felt so like, no. Well, and there was all these geese. You were close to You should have gotten to- <laughs> I know. I didn't you were that. so close. I, I should have talked to lovely. someone in the yeah, know. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but still, I thought, why aren't there places? Like, why haven't they developed? It, but now I know. Yeah. Years right. later. Right. Well, pretty. You know. Yeah. Over time. Over time. That yeah. Will it's, a, it's a slow process. So, so what you're saying, Chris, is some development is you know obviously good. We don't want to be fuddy duddies. We don't want to be stuck in the the past. Well, we, um, we 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 don't, and we can't. I mean, you know, these things these things change. Uh, you know, we were just talking about you know uh, uh, skyscrapers, high rises downtown, right. and while uh, they are not, uh, you know, they're not pretty, uh, they could be uh, and mm-hmm. could have been. And right. it's so good to have people downtown. I mean, having density downtown is, I think, great for uh, great for businesses downtown. It's great for arts and culture downtown. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, you know, it's, it's the most efficient way to uh, provide city services. So it's really economical. Uh, it's uh, it's good for the environment. It's anti sprawl. I think this is a way that uh, that we as a city, uh, as a small city, and we'll you know always be a small city, ought to continue to, uh, to 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 welcome as a way forward. We just have to make sure that we do it in a manner that uh, you know is you know still uh, still recognizes, acknowledges, and and works with the value that we have now. And what about provisions for people who maybe um, aren't sort of the high rollers or like can't afford or aren't like. Um, but a, a, maybe a, a student here whose parents are renting them an apartment, or because yeah. a lot of the places that I see that have gone up, I feel like that's my sense of them. Um, even some students will say, "Well, if you go into the entryway, you can get." There's always the food. <laughs> you just have to look like you live in the building or so. And and just to think about um, like where are the places for people who maybe like you were talking about, Jeremy, even in in the comic and mm-hmm. in here today, like the people who are the the working class, the serving class, the artists, the well, of Ann Arbor. I I mean I I wonder, Chris, what what you think about that um, yeah. with these buildings developed. And in the pretty buildings, and if, uh, yeah, yeah, this is that this is a, a, a really important question, something that Ann Arbor is going to have to grapple with, and unfortunately, it's going to have to grapple with it in uh, the absence of, uh, of of a lot of market power. I mean, Ann Arbor, just this little tiny city. Uh, so how can we fight these larger forces? And I think the the, the issue is we just have to you know do what we can uh, incrementally and slowly. I don't if you build uh, uh, if a you know property owner downtown builds their building, they're going to charge market rent for it. And, you know, we there's no rent control in the city. We can't control that. But what we, I think we can do is uh, is recognize that, um, you, know, you know, the law of supply and demand exists. And, you know, we need to, 
incentivize uh, incentivize property owners to build workforce housing uh, where they want to um, you know maybe have a little bit of zoning flex we were talking about zoning earlier we have the ability if they are looking for uh, some flexibility in zoning to impose some conditions upon uh, the granting of those uh, of that flexibility mm. and so you right. know making uh, you know workforce housing a, a precondition of some of those uh, some of those um, uh, planned unit developments is a way that we can uh, we can we can approach things in a small scale. Um, aside from that, it's um, you know it's 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 a really big challenge because uh, you know housing prices are going to you know continue to be the you know fluctuate go up and down. Uh, we need I think to make sure that we focus on uh, you know uh, other aspects of affordability to help people uh, who may not you know currently be able to feel like they can help uh, feel like they can afford living. You know, in Ann Arbor downtown, through uh, transportation or you know other you know other human services, making sure that we have transit throughout the city, making sure that we're bike friendly and pedestrian friendly, um, encouraging uh, high capacity transit, whether with a monorail as referenced in the uh, <laughs> in the comic. Let's which, do it. Let's do it. Let's, let's bring it out. It. Come on. <laughs> uh, or or what have you. I mean, those are areas of a point of entry where we can uh, where we can help. And Jeremy, what did you want to say um, earlier too? But did you have like a, uh, I, a you know, it, it's really interesting because I, uh, since doing this comic, I've had talks with a lot of different people, um, young and old. And really, the affordable housing is just oh, it's huge. the it's biggest huge thing. Question, yeah. And really, what we're talking about is like we're not even talking so much about the working and serving class, but we're talking about the middle class yeah. and the middle class. Which is disappearing. Teachers, is, officers, the whole thing. Absolutely. Yep. They are getting they are they have been priced out. They have been priced out, um, and I know members of the of the middle class who both both uh, uh, both people in the 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 household, yeah. you know, have really good jobs, and they can't buy a house, and they can't buy a house in the neighborhood that they've been renting from for you know you know six to eight years. Uh, so that's a problem. Um, I, I know nothing about government. Um, is rent control an impossibility? Uh, I've I've heard it from business owners that oh we should have rent control, and I'm just like yeah that'd be great. It's always like a glorious thing in New York City. <laughs> right. Like if you find a rent control, it just gets passed down from friend to friend. Right. Yeah. There was a there was actually a referendum for rent control. I think in the 90s, uh, okay. which which failed in the city. And Imagine if that went through. What kind of reality we'd be looking yeah, at right know. now. I don't know. Uh, the other oh, thing, that would be really interesting. I mean, come on. The other thing that, that I'm really, aha, um, and maybe I'll save it for the next segment, um, but uh, I'm very interested in ADUs, additional uh, dwelling uh, units. And I think that that is something that uh, holds some maybe possible answers to and some that, of this housing. And that's like um, in the comic, it's yeah. like... Uh, like a model of Santa Cruz, mm -hmm. um, and and you m make a good joke as it's uh, Fonzie, yeah, like, Fonzie. like the I Fonzie mean, edition. That's, yeah. <laughs> Everybody so can relate. Everything is branding, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, so in a few minutes, we're going to be talking about some Fonzies here. All right, sounds good. Well, we will not jump the shark in the conversation. <laughs> oh, you didn't? Okay. Uh, Boom. Here we go. We're going to have another song oh, chosen by Jeremy, um, and we'll be right back. You've got Living Writers. I'm T. Hetzel. Thanks to Tech for engineering today. Jeremy Wheeler here, Christopher Taylor. We'll be right back.
Yeah, love Ann Arbor <laughs> and WCBN FM. I'm T. Hetzel today. Jeremy Wheeler is here and Christopher Taylor. We've been talking about Ann Arbor. What did you want to say? Oh, Jeremy? can we talk about those songs? Yes. These songs are talk from uh, Saturday Looks Good to Me. Yeah. Uh, Fred Thomas's amazing group. Fred Thomas is a treasure to Ann Arbor, Ipsy area. I love him dearly. And these are... And Shelly. And, and Shelly. Shelly's now a member of Saturday Looks Good to Me, too. CBN member. So uh, go Fred. All that. So, and thanks for choosing the music today, Jeremy. Oh, sure. And it's it's all local. Um, the, talking about supporting local artists, um, musicians. Um, okay, so okay. AD, ADUs. Where were we? ADUs. <laughs> uh, ADUs are absolutely something that we need to look into. I believe that they are going to be looked into. Santa Cruz has done them. They are a similar college town who also have a green belt. They had uh, members of the community that were scared that building a, you know, separate living uh, uh, parcel on your land would kind of destroy the neighborhood surrounding the uh, community. They have not, and they've been a major success, and they've allowed tons more housing for people who want to live downtown and appreciate the, you know, all the niceties of being down here. I guess so, as long as it's not in the old west side. Right where you you can't put up a fence. It's not. But anyway, Chris, historic what districts do you think? are rigorous. Yeah. There's yes. no question yeah. about yeah. it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. These. I, I know that you know before my time on council uh, back in the the 2000s. I think when you were when you were showing up to the city, these were this was a this was a conversation. Yeah. And I don't know the the full extent of the conversation, except that it was. Um, uh, a loud conversation. Yeah, people were pretty on. Uh, it didn't. It didn't end up being passed, and I know that a lot of folks were pretty upset about it. Right. Um, the Santa Cruz example is an interesting one, and you know if it has, uh, uh, you know, been you know, integrated successfully into the community without you know creating the, uh, you know the the the, the bad consequences that you know were uh, you know w that people were expressing concerns about. You know that would certainly, you know, add to uh, you know a little bit of infill density, which uh, would provide people uh, extra affordability. Right. They even put a packet together for other cities to oh, follow, right? and uh, they absolutely laid it all out and said, "Well, this look is what you, people you, said." Educator, you. I'm telling you, you evangelist, uh, everybody, you, ADU evangelist. <laughs> everybody, look up the concentrate yeah, yeah, article yeah. on ADUs. Uh, interview with me just went up on concentrate today. There's a link there for the ADU article. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll the forward my emails to you. <laughs> the reality, the reality of ADUs right now is that they are illegal in Ann Arbor. Yeah. Um, and if you were to even put plumbing in on a new uh, building on your property, say a new garage or anything like that, you will get pushed back just from the builders because everyone's afraid that you're building an ADU and that is illegal. This is happening. Yeah, it doesn't comply with the zoning. I've talked to people about this. Right. Um, and actually, when I was just back in Grand Rapids just a couple of weeks ago, I stayed in an ADU that had been there for uh, decades. And it was great. It was above a two-car garage. It housed a friend of mine. It's a beautiful studio apartment. It can happen. It won't ruin your neighborhoods. And, uh, you know, one of the great things about ADUs and about Santa Cruz doing it is that they made, you know, they made uh, rules in there that, you know, the homeowner has to be living on the grounds while somebody else is living on your property. And that really kind of, you know, will cut, you know, some of this. Oh, there's going to be frat dudes and, you know, You've in got Water Hill now and everything yeah. like that. It's yeah. just like, no, there's actually things that we can talk about. So, uh, so yeah, ADUs, I'm all for it. Let's talk all about right, it. Concentrate, I'll check it out. Cool, great.
Oh, 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 you don't. That's, that Chris does. That, that's the end of that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, we only got so much time. Okay. No, no, no. All right, people. All right, come on. All right. What the, do we got? We're we got? on the clock here. Well, what else do you have in your red book there? Um, I, I, I have a certain uh, idea of whether we can change the structure of public feedback so that it can be more flexible to those who can't make four-hour city, cons- city council meetings. Um, you know, there's yeah, a first l- off, I want to say four hours. Awesome. So what is the usual length? Are they running? Oh, they'll, they'll, they tend to go from seven. You know, it's it's not at all atypical for us to be there at, you know, midnight, 1230, something like that with um, with outliers out to two. But those are pretty rare. It's wild. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I mean, the, the, the thing is, is that uh, some of the people who can actually make these meetings and stay there for all that time, I, the, they're their reality is that they're not hustling. They're not working at that time. They're not, you know, you know, there's a lot of people who are kind of, I don't want to say priced out because that, that, that means money, but like the time they're priced out in time that they can't make some of these things. And is there a way for them to have their voice heard or are they just SOL and they just need to show up? Uh, you know, I guess there's, there's a couple of answers to that and okay. one, and, you know, taking it from the, uh, the, the back end first, uh, you know, the, the world is run by people who show up. Right. And, you know, showing up is a really important part of influencing the process. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's uh, there's any, you know, there's no coincidence that, you know, the interests of the um, uh, the scrapping class are not uh, are not always engaged mm-hmm. because the scrapping class is scrapping. Right. Uh, and they they are they are not coming to meetings. They're not participating. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's not just city council meetings. You know, whether there's right. a, uh, you know if there's going to be a public hearing on a new potential train station or a public hearing on downtown uh, downtown zoning and whether we what should we do about downtown density, uh, people uh, you know who are are scrapping are not going to show up and then their voices aren't going to get hurt. And that's a that's a real challenge for us. And I think what we need to do is the uh, you know you know a couple of things um, encourage them to to show up. One you know if I can talk about my campaign for a second, it was I think a, you know a, a overt uh, issue for me. This is something I want people who uh, have not been involved in the process before to. Uh, to, to start coming up, to start paying attention and start making their voices heard, whether it's coming to city council me- meetings and, uh, and you know, communicating at public comment or public hearings, uh, or, you know, even more importantly, from my perspective, you know, working at some of these on some of these uh, issues, mm-hmm. uh, working on boards and commissions, volunteering for boards and commissions, coming to public meetings where these issues are engaged. Uh, you know, the train station is a great example. I mean, there are uh, groups in town, earnest and, you know, good faith groups who are, uh, you know, are um, approaching the location of a train station based upon, uh, for want of a better word, ideology. It shouldn't be in Fuller Park, even though that area is currently a university parking lot. Hmm. And it's not because it would the train station wouldn't work there. It's because it's within the boundary of a park. And this is uh-huh. a, this is their earnest view. And right. you know, this is not to denigrate it. I don't share that same ideologic approach. But that's uh, that's the a group that's coming in as a as a. Uh, to these meetings mm-hmm. in force, and as a consequence, has a uh, has has a, a weighty voice. Mm-hmm. Um, people who uh, would avail themselves of uh, rail transit east west uh, in a you know from either a worker perspective or a leisure perspective, uh, who you know want the train station to work, you know uh, want a train station to merely work without regard to that 
aspect of the issue necessarily, um, their voices are not heard. Uh, right. and, and other environmentalists who are concerned about uh, you know increased transit, increased traffic, their voices are not heard in this context because they're you know busy uh, doing whatever it is they're doing, raising their right. families, you know, working a second job, or or you know that's in the best of lights, or perhaps just not showing up. Um, and showing up is. Uh, in a democracy is everything. And so, yeah, so what we're saying is that, you know, civic engagement. Civic know. engagement, yeah. you know, emailing your council members, right. uh, you know, that um, people listen. You know, mm-hmm. council members want to please people. And you right. could do that at any time of day. That is exactly That's right. If, hey, but, but, you, but, but I wonder, like, is there, but is there any room for the idea of having um, shorter, like, could there be, like, I don't I don't have a branding name for it, but like a satellite meeting that's shorter that maybe is not the the regular like this is how we do the council meetings, but it could be at different times like gorilla. Well, that's maybe not selling the right right message either, but these smaller meetings that could be like we have those lunch music things, you know, and like in the plaza, like maybe it's something where we do have uh, lunchtime. Yeah. Sorry. I don't, no, no, we do okay. have discrete meetings with respect to particular issues. So if there's going to be a downtown zoning meeting, um, it'll be posted and it'll be in, you know, up and it'll be a two hours tops. Um, if there's a meeting with respect to what is the city doing about climate change? How, you know, we can't stop it, but we ought to do our part. How are we, you know, reducing our community's uh, greenhouse gas load? And how are we, you know, dealing as a, as, you know, from an infrastructure basis with the effects of climate change? Uh, these are questions that, you know, are just, you know, can be discussed and engaged in a in a short two hour meeting for the public, and they typically hold these at various times throughout the day, mm. so that you know you ought to have an opportunity to go. But knowing that these things are happening is key, and then getting up off your tuchus and doing it is uh, is is a thing which, unless you're used to uh, engaging in that way, you know, it's just not your groove. And it's could time there, for people to make it their groove. Could there be brown bag lunches for ideas that people do want to? Coala- like kind of coordinate and coalesce around like could that be an idea because no no it's impossible <laughs> no, we run back. That's outrageous. it's so it's it's way too uh, towards have, have you been cleared with my staff uh, no one told me there'd be notions like a brown bag lunch mentioned it's, okay it's too old-fashioned I see. we could get blimpy burgers there you go <laughs> But but anyway, finding because it sounds like what you're trying to say is that we we do we want people we want oh, everyone's yeah, voices and it it shouldn't feel that there's there people shouldn't feel that they're they're outside of that. No, I, I absolutely um, not. In you know if you're a, if you live in Ann Arbor, you're in, you're you're part of Ann Arbor, and you know it's not just you know I'm 47 and you know we 47 year olds have no uh, no claim to no. Uh, you know, any better than the 37-year-olds or the 27-year-olds or, you know, honestly, the 50 or 67-year-olds. Um, you know, everyone, I think, has a uh, a role to play in the society. Everyone has different takes on, uh, on you know, Ann Arbor's future. And, you know, the challenge of government is to balance those takes and balance those visions and, you know, then to evaluate and move it forward. And if we are only getting input from certain aspects, from certain elements of the, of the community, then we... Uh, you know, just lose sight of the rest. And it's really important, I think, that that changes. That's what I think. I did, I, yes. <laughs> can, I, can I say something about Chris Taylor here? Yes. I just want to commend you for having the most sensible lawn signs in town. <laughs> really? Go on. And, tell me more. And I would just oh, like you, to say... you masher. <laughs> you have no idea how many graphic designers, uh, you know, choose their candidates depending on the Is font that... and the color usage. Oh, well, thank so you very much. So you have Ooh. my vote. Woohoo! I'll take it. It is an elegant blue, is it not? 
<laughs> so Jeremy, take your seraphs and go home. <laughs> what What is your favorite panel from your your comic, your editorial? Like what What's the pe- like the what's final the... one? Because I was done with it. <laughs> you know, it was it was a really intense three weeks of putting this together. I talked to a lot of different residents of the town got uh you know a feel for what a lot of different young and old people were thinking about uh and so it was a lot of time put into this and just trying to get it done and just trying to put it out there and i'm just really glad that it connected and then it still has legs i mean this thing's been out for a month we're talking about it on the radio right oh, yeah. now so um so that's great and uh it's really cool so i'm i'm happy that it's out there and i'm happy that you know it's done and now we're done. <laughs> True. And now the time has come for us all to leave. And um, and the sports, the sports guys are up next, and and gals, sports guys and gals. And um, thank you so much, both of you, for being on Living Writers today, for you know talking about Ann Arbor's future. It's a real pleasure. Thanks for having me. It was fantastic. Thanks so much. And it was great to meet you, Chris. You as well, man. Yes. I'll shake your hand again. All right. Solid. <laughs> We've got some new best friends. <laughs> Thanks I love to- you, man. <laughs> Thanks. To- yeah, we started with like an almost marriage, That's right? That's exactly and now right. We're you see, our yeah, relationship yeah. Like- has withstood the hour. Yeah, we are, we are still very happy. Yes. <laughs> the Ann Arbor community, it keeps growing. It, it does. It's And thriving. Um, thanks to everyone for listening out there. Um, and... And thanks to Tex for engineering for us today. You guys, this has been great. I'm T. Hetzel. Until next time.
zone. Touchdown, Devin Funches. And the crowd here at Michigan Stadium loving it. Oh, Finally, the fruits of their labor paying off, Absolutely getting a goal. It. Hello and welcome to the Daily Sports Report on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. I'm your host, Andrew Hausman. I'm joined with a full house today. It is CJ Stone, Jeremy Parks, Dan Disler, and Adam Brodnax. And we have a full slate today. We're going to start off with Michigan sports. Um, going in, obviously it's been a tough football season, but there's still other sports on this campus. That's what we're going to get kicked off with. Michigan hockey came in to this season Riding some high hopes. Obviously, the past two years, they had not made the NCAA tournament, but it was looking like this was going to be the season they were going to turn it around. So far, they've not gone off to a great start. Two and three on the year. Um, some ups, A lot of up and downs on the season so far. That includes um, a loss on the road to a top-ten team in Ferris State, four to three, where they got off to a terrible start. We were able to come back, and but still come up short. Then a terrible...